Douglas Goldstein, Health Innovation Media, Care Innovations Booth, American Telemedicine 2016. And uh, I've got Krista uh, Drobeck. And you're with the Alliance for Connected Care, and you're doing some incredible things uh, to further the whole field on the real area that's lagging, right? Citizens want it of all ages because we use mobile devices. Uh, the technology is here. We just saw a robot that's $499. Uh, technology costs are dropping. But our reimbursement and policy area is lagging. Um, so that's your specialty, right? So we are trying to uh, add a remote monitoring benefit into Medicare wow. as well as a telehealth benefit. As you know, in the commercial market, lots of people have access to telemedicine and remote monitoring. Uh, not in Medicare, though. So we are busy convincing Congress and uh, namely the Congressional Budget Office, who is skeptical of new services in Medicare, that remote monitoring will save money, improve care, improve quality. Um, so we are actively working on a bipartisan bill and we have lots of supporters, AARP and the insurance industry and the American Medical Association. So we're uh, very hopeful that we'll get it done. And you've been on working on this for a while, right? Yes. Telemedicine has long wanted a Medicare benefit. Uh, the Alliance was founded three years ago, um, and we have been pushing very hard, and now we are, we are actually somewhere. We have a bill, and it's in both houses of Congress, and we have Republicans and Democrats both supporting it, and so we are making a lot of progress. And when Dr. Shulkin talks about the Veterans Administration, they have veterans of all ages and they can do remote monitoring and virtual visits and it, it you know they're saving uh, he mentioned they're they're saving they've dropped hospitalizations 56 percent yep. through the use of this technology and why not the rest of americans lots of people look at the veterans administration data and say that because it's a closed system right. uh it's different and so therefore we can't extrapolate what would happen in medicare mm. from veterans data even though we don't agree with that uh the budget scorers in medicare uh, mm. think it's different uh, that's interesting i we'd have to run have they run any demonstration projects uh, in, in testing it in certain markets to compare drops in hospitalizations and patient satisfaction so the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services right. has waived telemedicine restrictions for many of the models that they're testing. So okay. for example, they just released a new medical home model and you can use the care management fee in that model to pay for telemedicine and remote monitoring. The challenge is there are a lot of other variables. They're not just testing right. telemedicine or remote monitoring, they're testing um, primary care writ large. So it makes it a little bit difficult. There isn't any specific uh, test, but there's a lot of data in the commercial market. So we've been trying to convince the Congressional Budget Office to use commercial data to score the bill. That's great. So, and a lot of these studies you just mentioned are just getting underway, even though there's multiple variables, right? Because this waiver on, on telemedicine and, and remote care monitoring is relatively new. Yep, all the new models uh, that are being tested at CMS um, have those waivers, and you're right, there isn't data from that yet. So as long as there isn't Medicare data, we should use commercial data to determine the impact on the Medicare population. And so have you accumulated some commercial data, and what story is that telling? Yes, in fact, Care Innovations has contributed greatly with their um, 
their study with Mercy Hospital, and they reduced um, readmissions, I think, by 53%. And wow. uh, so we've collected data from many different hospital systems around the country and have submitted it to the Congressional Budget Office and to Congress and said, you know, this is enough for you to extrapolate what will happen. Yeah, Care Innovations and their their devices and their platform, really, it does, you don't have to be old to use it. I mean, people of need of all ages are 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 part of that remote service and support system that Care Innovations developed and that you're trying to support in the uh, alliance, correct? Correct. It makes absolute sense. Why would you want people not to be monitored? Um, and especially now, we have a readmissions penalty for hospitals. You don't want your patients to come back. So why not invest in remote monitoring to make sure that they don't do that? That's great. It's, it's really brilliant to focus on that benefit within Medicare because we have an aging population and more of us are going into Medicare and their costs are going up and we got to figure out how to bring costs down and improve quality. And we really want, I mean, we want, people of all ages want the convenience. If we don't have to drive somewhere, we don't want to drive somewhere. Yeah. In fact, the University of Virginia has calculated the um, number of hours that they've saved people in drive time, especially in a, in a state like Virginia that has a lot of rural areas. Um, they put special, uh, special consideration on drive time. So we do have statistics on how much um, time we can save people. We're very focused on how much money we can save the government because that's what is going to convince them to um, include this benefit. And we do have a study that shows that um, remote monitoring will save Medicare $3 billion over 10 years. Whoa. So, um, and it was done by, you know, a very credible group of researchers. And so we've been taking that to Congress and then commercial data and really um, trying to convince them that this will save money. That was $3 billion in savings for Medicare? Yes, $3 billion. That's great. Um, so how, how do people get involved with the Alliance and how do they support the work you're doing to get this as a covered benefit? Our website is uh, connectwithcare.org. We have studies and comment letters and um, all kinds of stuff that people are welcome to use. Um, we like to make sure that our studies are widely um, disseminated because we need to clean up the misconception that there isn't enough research out there. Um, we have a board, we have an advisory board of many disease groups, um, Parkinson's Action Network, Multiple Sclerosis Society, Alzheimer's, all the disease groups are really part of helping us um, move this ball forward. So the study you're talking about from UVA in terms of time savings, that would be accessible from your website in yep. your resource area? Yep. We also have another study that's, um, I think, very interesting about the substitution rates of uh, telemedicine for in-person care. So about 83% of the time, people who have a telemedicine visit do not need any additional follow-up care. So you're actually replacing mostly urgent care visits um, with telemedicine visits, which of course is a savings. Well, it saves me money as a person because mm -hmm. I don't have the out-of-pocket payment for a minute clinic, right? And uh, I, have the, I save the time. So whether it's cost savings, time savings. Um, so I'm going to ask this kind of question in closing. Um, any predictions about timing? But is there so many things up in the air with the crazy uh, presidential election year? Well, this is a non-controversial issue. It's bipartisan. It doesn't have anything to do with the Affordable Care Act, which is beneficial for us in a political sense. The one challenge is that people are not sure if it's going to cost Medicare money. and No one wants to spend any money. 
Um, so if we can successfully make that argument, I think it could go as part of a bigger legislative package this year. Um, if not, then the Congress is going to be busy after the next president is elected, and we're going to be right in there trying to get our, uh, our bill to be part of whatever passes. So you think this um, Medicare reimbursement for remote care management and support of people is on the on-deck circle? I'm about yes. to go to yes. bat. Yes. And we got a running shot this year. I mean, you can't, you can't assemble the AARP, the American Medical Association, all the industry, you know, groups, and a bipartisan group of powerful members of Congress, and not be on the deck circle. Congratulations yeah. for all your Thank great you. work. We're we're rooting for you. Thank you.